Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host Brandy and on this show we talk about all things wrestling. From AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show we're going to be covering NXT and NXT UK for 824, 826, 831 and 9-2. So let's jump into the ring and let's start with NXT for 824 and 831. So let's start out with NXT 824 for the aftermath of TakeOver 36. NXT for 824 opens with Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase. Ted takes the mic and so does the Million Dollar Champ, Cameron Grimes. We also Cameron Grimes win at TakeOver 36 and we're so happy to see him, the Million Dollar Champ. Ted DiBiase tells Cameron he is everything a million dollar champ should be. He tells him, you know, Cameron tells him, look, you drove me nuts when we first met. You were everywhere I turned. You did everything to try to sabotage me. Now I seem to seem to see you as a friend and also someone that I can admire and respect. He says, look, everything that LA Knight was doing to you was wrong. And I realized that that I couldn't let that happen to you anymore. I had to do something. I couldn't allow him to keep doing to you what he was doing. And, of course, Cameron Grimes tells Ted, look, I realized what he was going to have you do if I didn't win. And I couldn't let that happen to you, so I stood up for what I believe in, Ted, and I basically said, look, I'm going to fight him, I'm going to win, and I did. And so, where, where do we go now? And, look, you know where we got to go. To the moon! Money's flying everywhere in the CWC and everyone is happy. I am loving this Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase. I'm happy that Cameron is now the Million Dollar Champ. I'm excited about it. I absolutely love it. So now, let's move on to what happened afterwards. Of course, we all knew that at NXT TakeOver, uh, Rich Holland laid out a challenge for, of course, Timothy Thatcher. Thatcher accepted that challenge, so now we have Rich Holland with Pete Dunne versus Timothy Thatcher with Tommaso Ciampa in his corner. Guys, this is an incredible match. This is absolutely amazing, fantastic match between these two competitors. Rich Holland and Thatcher give it all they got. They play everything out on the table. It's an amazing fight. It's absolutely incredible. Of course, Rich Holland wins that match. Didn't see that coming. Wasn't expecting it. But afterwards, Holland puts his hands on Champa, and he be and basically Champa beats the heck out of Holland. He takes Ridge Holland to places Ridge Holland has never seen. I told you, don't mess with the black card. He's not very nice. He doesn't like being messed with, and he whoops him. Then here comes Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan out of nowhere to attack him, to attack Tommaso Champa. Meanwhile, Ridge proceeds to continue to attack Thatcher, taking out Thatcher. We find out later, which I will explain, Thatcher is injured with a shoulder injury, and we don't know when Thatcher is returning. Sad to hear that. I love Timothy Thatcher, and I'm really hoping that he returns soon. So, fast forward to NXT for 831, and it opens, of course, with Mandy Rose with Chia and Jay versus Saray. Been kind of interested to see when Mandy would return to the ring. I was looking forward to seeing when she would show up and what we would see out of it. Because we all know Mandy Rose is an incredible competitor. But what she's doing with G with Gigi and 
Brother Jane, I don't know. And what if you problems with Saray? I don't know either. But this is a really good match. It's an incredible women's division match. Heck of a way to open NXT. I loved it. It was an incredible match between these two women. Mandy Rose shows what she has. She shows what she can do. But of course, the match ended with Saray winning, but it was because of a medical stoppage. Saray does a move and goes to hit. Mandy Rose across the way and Mandy takes a hit to the face rolls out of the ring and immediately Gigi and Jay go to her aid wrap her face up with a towel and she's out of the ring and gone out of the arena completely. We don't know exactly what kind of medical injury that Mandy Rose may have suffered I hate that this happened to Mandy but of course Saray did win that match it was an incredible match I like it and I hope that Mandy's okay and I hope that she you know that we don't have to lose Mandy for a long period of time well, we all know now the next match, of course, is we all know what happened with Kyle O'Reilly and uh, and Adam Cole. I was very upset with it. I was not happy with it. I was very disappointed. But apparently Duke Hudson wasn't happy last week with what Kyle O'Reilly said. And I'll explain that a little bit later, what happened with Kyle O'Reilly and Duke Hudson. Which leads us to 831's match between Duke, Duke Hudson and Kyle O'Reilly. For those of you who don't know who Duke Hudson is, Duke Hudson is from... The uh, breakout tournament. And he's an incredible competitor. I'm not going to deny that Duke Hudson is. He's absolutely a fantastic competitor. But against Kyle O'Reilly, he stood no snowball's chance. Kyle O'Reilly literally whooped Duke Hudson. I'm not playing. I'm not kidding. Duke Hudson got his butt handed to him. Kyle O'Reilly did win that match. It was an incredible matchup. I absolutely liked it. I was absolutely impressed with it. Now, rewind back to NXT for 824. Caden Carter and Casey Catanzara versus JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. This is an incredible match. Absolutely incredible. Really gets to show what Jay and what uh, Gigi are capable of. It's incredible. It's Kate and Carter and Casey Catanzara have been on fire. It's a fantastic matchup. Great women's tag team division match. I absolutely loved it. It was incredible. You guys need to go check it out. You're not going to miss a thing. It's incredible. It's absolutely amazing. Of course, Casey Catanzara and Kate and Carter do win that match. So then we get Valentina Versa versus Kaylee Ray. We knew Kaylee Ray had a match this week because she came out last week and pretty much made it perfectly clear where she stood involving the NXT Women's Championship with, of course, we all know, uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Kaylee Ray had this match. She had this match from the very beginning. There was no questions asked about this. We know what Kaylee Ray is capable of. She wasn't the NXT UK Women's Division longest reigning champ for nothing. She was absolutely incredible. Kaylee Ray, of course, did win that match. And it was an amazing match. Not going to say that it wasn't because it was. It was absolutely incredible. Now, rewind by or fast forward to 831. We have been told on September 14th, we will see the marriage of Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell live on NXT. I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually looking forward to this. This is going to be an amazing, amazing little thing. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it. It's going to be interesting. Dragonoff. We all saw what he did to the current longest reigning UK champion, Walter, when he defeated him at TakeOver. Absolutely an incredible match between Walter and... And Dragonoff, they gave it. They're all Dragonoff now, of course, is the new UK champion. And he is here at the NXT CWC. 
And he basically, the fans are chanting, you deserve it. And I agree with him. He does. He deserves all the accolades that he got because that was a heck of a match between the two of them. It was an amazing match. I loved it. I thought it was incredible. And I think Dragunov got the win, and I think he deserved the win. He wants everyone to know that he's still alive and that he's okay. He feels like the man who had the most intense battle of his life. And he wanted everyone to know that he's leaving for a little bit, but he will be back. He doesn't know when, but he's leaving for a little bit. And we kind of expected for him to return to the UK and kind of try to defend that title in the UK. We all expected it. We all knew that it was possible. Fans don't want him to leave, and we're really going to miss Dragunov. We've enjoyed him being there, but he's got obligations in NXT UK as a new UK champ. And we expect it. We expect, you know, we would be happy for him to go back. And we're looking forward to seeing him later on down in the future. But he also lets us know that the ring general has fallen and long live the czar. I love it. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love the fact that he is the new NXT UK champion. I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do in NXT UK. I really am. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. I cannot wait. As I was saying, this incredible match between Walter and them has been fantastic. And we really, really are going to miss Ivan Dragunov not being in NXT. But it's going to be incredible to see what he does. Like I said, in NXT UK. It'll be interesting to see how well he defends that title in NXT UK. And who dare challenges him in NXT UK. Okay. So next we have Imperium versus Drake Maverick. And apparently Grayson uh, Waller. That apparently Grayson's a new guy that came in. And him and you know, Drake Maverick decided to team up together. Waller might have bit off more than he can chew. When it comes to Imperium, guys, we know how Imperium is. They're a pretty dangerous, dangerous team. And now that they're... You know, Ring General has lost his title. They're going to be even more dangerous. So you can only imagine what Drake and Grayson went through in this match. Not saying there wasn't a good tag team match. It was, but it could have been better than what it was. But of course, like I said, it's Imperium. What do you expect from Bartel and Eichner other than to be ruthless and dangerous? And without their Ring General having a, you know, a championship, they're going to be even more lethal and dangerous to the NXT roster. And they were. Imperium, of course, did win that match against Drake Maverick and Waller, but it was a good match. It really was. I think Drake, Drake Maverick deserves more credit than what he's being given. I think he, you know, he deserves to be treated better than what he's been being treated. You know, Drake Maverick has proved so much to NXT and so much to everyone that he deserves to be where he is. And I don't think NXT has given Drake Maverick credit where credit is due. Now, let's re re rewind back to 824's NXT. The NXT, new NXT champion Samoa Joe is in the ring. And he's sitting there and he says, he is the king of NXT. And who's going to step up to Joe? Who's going to challenge? Who's going to be my next challenger for the NXT championship? Well, guess what? Pete Dunne decides he's going to come out. We've been waiting for this one for a while. I'm telling you, this has been building and building ever since Samoa Joe come back. Pete Dunne has always wanted to face Joe. We've never gotten to see it because, of course, Joe did go to Raw and SmackDown before Pete Dunne, Pete Dunne really got there. So to be able to see these two, the Bruiserweight and Samoa Joe fight, would be absolutely incredible. And Dunne come out and basically tells him, look, go to Regal. And make this match happen. You know you want this match to happen. You know we deserve this match. I want to face you because I'm better than you. And I want to face you in this match for the title. I want to beat you. I want to prove to you that I can beat you. Well, apparently L.A. Knight seems to think differently because he comes out next. And L.A. Knight, you know, seems to, you know, 
claimed that he deserves a shot at the NXT title. Next, really, LA Knight, you don't deserve a shot at nothing. You ain't even been there long enough to even be in the belt, you know, contention. You don't even need to be there. So go back to the back and shut up and wait till you've been there a little bit longer before you can say you deserve to face Samoa Joe. Because I promise you right now, Joe would wipe the floor with you. There would be no question that Knight would get his butt whooped. Well, of course, Pete Dunne seems to agree with me and everyone else in you know, the NXT universe and decides to have a confrontation with LA Knight. While this is going on, apparently in this confrontation, here comes Kyle O'Reilly. Now, Kyle O'Reilly... Oh, yeah, that man needs to be in you know, the conversation. He really does need to be in the conversation between him and Samoa Joe. I think it would be an incredible match between Kyle O'Reilly and Samoa Joe. I really think it would be. I think it would be an amazing match. And to see Kyle come out and say, hey, I want a shot at it, that speaks volumes. While Kyle's out there and, you know, going on and, you know, talking about, you know, everything he's done cheap shot at me. Rich Holland takes out Kyle O'Reilly in a cheap shot, guys. It was a bad, bad, cheap shot. I mean, absolutely cheap shot. Well, out of nowhere, Tommaso Ciampa takes out Pete Dunne. Now we're talking. You put Tommaso Ciampa into the title picture, and it gets good. It gets real good. I would love to see Ciampa get back Goldie. I really would. And against Samoa Joe, oh, that would be incredible. That would be an incredible match. So Blackheart versus Samoa Joe, oh, yes. And the fans seem to like it. They think it's a great idea, but he takes out Pete Dunne. Joe takes out Knight. Joe and Ciampa both stand tall in the ring side by side looking at each other. Now, this could be interesting. An alliance between Joe and Champa? That would be something we wouldn't be expecting. Tomasa and Joe. Hmm. I kind of like those odds. I think that's a pretty good alliance to have. Someone to look over your back when Rich Hall and them decide to step where they don't need to be stepping. I kind of like it. I think it's a great idea. Do I think it's a great idea to put Tommaso versus Joe? Oh, yeah. I think that would be incredible, too. But I also like this really interesting you know, alliance that could have just formed in NXT. Now, let's fast forward to 831. Of course, we have Gargano, who's out there, with Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis versus LA Knight. Indy has been trying to get Gargano to accept Dexter. To bring Dexter, you know, kind of into the family, into the fold. And, you know, she's trying her heart out. Bless her little heart, she really is. And yeah, we all, we love Gargano. I love this heel Gargano right now. He's absolutely hilarious to watch. I love it. And Gargano just ain't feeling it. He just, he can't get over with Dexter Loomis. He just can't. And this match between him and LA Knight, I've been looking forward to it all week. It's been a great, you know, I've been waiting for it. It's a good match. It really is. And Gargano and LA Knight really do put you know, put the hurting on each other. But Gargano almost, at one point, almost gets took out of the ring and Dexter Loomis catches him and is carrying Gargano. It takes Gargano a second for it to register who's holding him. When he does, he jumps out of Dexter's arms like, no, 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 no. This is not happening. I'm not doing this. Indy can see. Indy's trying. Bless Indy's heart. She's trying really hard. Well, then... The other time, Gargano's in the fight. He's got it. He reaches forward to do the high five. And Indy's all excited. She's like, yes, yes, yes. They're going to finally, you know, get. And LA Knight rolls Gargano up for the one, two, three. This is not looking good for Dexter Loomis and Gargano. Because in Gargano's mind, Dexter Loomis cost him that match. In his mind, Dexter being there was the problem. 
I'm not quite sure where this Indy Hartwell, Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis story is going. But it's going to be interesting to see where and how it falls into play come September 14th when they get married live on television. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes and where this falls. But I'm with Beth Phoenix. I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. But we're going to have to wait and see exactly how this plays out and where this falls. Well, we have Jesse Kamea with Frankie Monet. And Robert Stone versus Raquel Gonzalez. She comes out alone. Jessica May has been running her mouth. And when Jessica May and Frankie Monet run their mouth, somebody especially like Gonzalez, not a good idea. Not a good idea. And Gonzalez makes them pay for them running their mouth. Frankie Monet gets herself thrown out at the very beginning. At the very beginning of the match, she gets herself thrown out. Robert Stone should never have even been in the picture. He should not have even been there. Jessica Mayo should have just stayed in the back, kept her mouth shut, and left the NXT Women's Champion alone. But obviously, Jessica Mayo doesn't understand the meaning of the word be quiet. Because Kamea basically gets her butt handed to her by Raquel Gonzalez. You guys can figure out Raquel Gonzalez did win that match. But it was a good match. It really was. It was an incredible match. But Jesse Cabello should have kept her mouth shut and kept her nose out of Raquel Gonzalez's business. She really, really should have. So rewind back to to uh, NXT for eight twenty four. Let's rewind back to this: the breakout tournament final. We all knew who the two finalists were going to be: Odyssey Jones. Versus Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes, guys, what can I say about this guy? I can't say enough good things about him. He's absolutely an incredible talent to have in NXT. He's absolutely amazing. This guy was considered the underdog through the entire breakout tournament, and he's made it all the way to the finals against Odyssey Jones. Odyssey Jones, that man, there's nothing you can say about this man that isn't absolutely fantastic. This man is amazing. He is absolutely incredible to watch. And this was a great match. This was a great match from the start. William Regal is out there with the contract. It's an incredible match. You're not quite sure whether Odyssey's going to win it or Carmelo's going to win it. Me the whole time I was rooting for Carmelo Hayes because he was the underdog. He had been through so much and I wanted to see him go all the way. I really did. And it was an incredible match. Carmelo Hayes does defeat Odyssey Jones to become the breakout tournament winner, which means he gets a contract to use at any time for any championship in NXT of his choosing. It's going to be interesting to see who he picks. Could it be the North American champions, Swerve Scott? Could it be the NXT champion, Samoa Joe? It's going to be interesting to see where Carmella Hayes goes with this contract. I'm kind of excited to see what's going to happen with this. So then we go back to 831 and we have Roderick Strong versus Jiro. I don't even know what Jiro, for those of you who don't know who Jiro is, he's from the breakout tournament. He's an incredible in-ring competitor. He's from New Japan. He's absolutely incredible. I love him. There's nothing I can say bad about this guy's performance. He's absolutely incredible. But why he chose to face Diamond Mines, Roderick Strong, I will never know. And it was an incredible match. It really was. Jiro tried, but it just wasn't good enough against Roddy. Roddy, of course, if you guys have not figured out, won that match. But it, it was a good match. It really was. It was a good match, but I don't understand why Juro even thought for a second that he could take on Broderick Strong. 
I mean, come on, it's Diamond Mine. Roderick Strong is on fire right now, and he's mad because he can't face Kushida for the Cruiserweight title. Get over it. Kushida is not medically cleared. We cannot have Kushida coming into a ring not medically cleared to defend the Cruiserweight title. You're just going to have to sit back and wait your turn to, to get your butt whooped by Kushida. You're just going to have to wait for it. Now, let's go back. Let's go back all the way back again to NXT for 824. We have, of course, Boa with Mi Ying versus Zion Quinn. Zion Quinn's another one of those new ones, newcomers that you guys really need to check out. This guy is amazing. He is absolutely incredible. Not to mention Boa is an incredible in-ring competitor. In competitor, We know what Tashin has been up to. We know that every time anybody meets him, a face comes head-to-head -head with Mei Ying. It's not pretty. So we were kind of worried about Quinn and whether Quinn would be able to do, you know, a great. Guys, this is an incredible match. But it ends with an upset. An upset that no one saw coming. Boa gets beat by Zion Quinn. It's an amazing accomplishment. Amazing, you know, first victory for this man. I can only imagine what he's going to do in NXT you know, as a whole. He's, he's, he's an incredible in-ring competitor. I can't see what else he's going to accomplish, how far he's going to go, but you dang well know Boa's not going to let this sit. A loss like this, Boa will not let sit. He just won't. It's just not in Boa's nature. So then we move on to the main event for 824, Hit Row. Versus Legardo El Fantasma in a six-man tag team match. This was disaster from the start. These two factions have been going at each other head-to-head -head for months now. Hit Row not wanting to keep their mouths shut and Legardo not liking the idea of what they're saying about them or their culture. I get it. I get it. I know Santos Escobar is not settling well with Swerve Scott running that mouth when he shouldn't be. And really, I understand that, you know, he wants a chance to get his hands on Isaiah Swerve Scott and that North American title. I really truly honestly believe Isaiah Swerve Scott should not even have that title to begin with. But it's a good match. It's an incredible match. And the biggest problem we have is we all know when Hit Rose out there, B-Fab is always a problem. She's always a problem. Somehow she always gets involved in the match. And she tries. But she gets side-swiped. She gets side-swiped by Alexa Lopez. She comes out and takes B-Fab out. Out. She never even sees it coming. Escobar had a trick up his sleeve that not even Swerve saw coming. He swerved, swerved. He never saw it coming. And Legardo El Fantasma gets the win on Hit Row. Thank goodness that they had a plan all along before they went in. And like I've told you guys, never underestimate Santos Escobar. That man has always got something up his sleeve that you're not going to see coming. And B-Fab has been a problem for way too long, and Escobar had had enough. So he brought Lopez to solve the problem. And i got to give him props, because that girl got exactly what she deserved for getting involved in a match she should never have been involved in to begin with. And as for Swerve, oh well, I guess you learned that Escobar is a better master manipulator than you are. He just proved it to you once and for all that, that, that he is a great manipulator and he just manipulated with you without you even realizing he had done it. It's an incredible match, guys. You've got to check it out.
Then we have, of course, the main event for 9-3. It is Rich Holland with Pete Dunne, Oni Lorcan, and Danny Birch versus Tommaso Ciampa. This stems over from what happened last week involving Thatcher. We knew that Tommaso Ciampa was not going to let what happened to Thatcher sit. It was not going to sit. He was not going to let Rich Holland and Dunn and Oni and Birch get away with it. It was not going to happen. You made the Blackheart mad, and now Daddy's come to play, and it's not going to be pretty what he does to you. And this is an incredible match, guys. Absolutely an incredible match between the two of them. Tommaso Ciampa really shows Rich Holland what he's made of and what he's capable of and why they call him the Blackheart. He made sure that he knew. He made sure why they called him that. And it was an incredible match with Ciampa defeating Ridge Holland. I was happy. I was absolutely happy because he got some sweet revenge for what they did to Timothy Thatcher the week before. But, Dunn and company go to attack Champa and try to take Champa out. Well, guess what? The tag team champions, MSK, ain't letting that go down that way. Oh, no, they ain't playing that. They come out to help Tommaso Champa and clear the ring. With Champa and MSK standing tall as NXT rolls off the air for the week. Guys, NXT is absolutely incredible. If you've not got the opportunity to see NXT, I highly recommend you watch it. It's got some of the best performers, and I absolutely love them. They are absolutely amazing. Absolutely. And the way this ended, I'm looking forward to seeing what MSK is going to bring to the table next. I'm really looking forward to it. It's something that, you know, hey, I like this. You know, I really do. NXT is incredible. They really are absolutely incredible. Now, we're going to move on to NXT UK for, give me a second, for 8.26 and 9.2. We're going to go ahead. So, we're going to start with 8.26 first to get you guys up to speed on what happened in NXT UK and everything that went down. We're going to kind of get you all up to speed. Okay, so we have a no-DQ Shark Tank match between Ava Valkyrie and Jenny with Joseph Connors out there. This is an incredible match. Ava, uh, Eva Valkyrie and Jenny have been feuding for a while. And we knew this match was going to get ugly. We knew it was going to get nasty. It was going to be something. And when you put a no DQ into this, it can get really nasty really quick. Which means trash cans can be involved. Tables can be involved. Anything you can think of. The sky's the limit as to what you can actually do. Of course, Joseph Connors can get involved because, again, it's an ODQ. It's an absolutely knockout, drag out fight with, again, Valkyrie defeating Jenny VI Pinfall. You heard me correctly. This is the second time that Valkyrie has defeated Jenny. You would think this time that Jenny would get the point. She stands no chance against Valkyrie. We're going to have to wait and see exactly what exactly what Jenny thinks she's she really actually gets the point that she can't. So then we move on to the Heritage Cup number one contenders tournament first round match. Oliver Carter with Ashton Smith versus Kenny Williams. I told you guys this was going to get nasty. It was going to get ugly. 
because Kenny Williams is, you guys know how I feel about Kenny Williams. You know where I stand with Kenny Williams. I don't like him after what he did to, you know, my, his partner. I have no respect for him whatsoever. None whatsoever. First round, absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. You, zero to zero, not quite sure what's going to happen. It, it, it's absolutely incredible. Round two, absolutely fantastic. Now, guys, remember, this is Heritage Cup rules. So Heritage Cup rules stands, whoever gets two pinfalls wins the match. Similar to a two out of, fall, two out of three falls count. But it's absolutely amazing. Kenny Williams gets one up in the second round on Oliver Carter. Round, now we're into round three. Absolutely incredible. Third round, Oliver Carter gets one up on Kenny Williams. Now we're one to one. Now it's getting interesting. We're moving on to round four for a tiebreaker. Absolutely incredible. You know, absolutely incredible match. Of course, at one point the ref gets distracted. Yeah, you know, Oliver, you know, gets hit with a bottle, knocks him out, gets to be gets pinned. Kenny Williams defeats Oliver Carter by pinfall and advances to the next round of the Heritage Cup tournament. So then we move on to the knockout or submission match. Joe Coffey versus Rampage Brown. I told you guys, every day, you guys, any of you guys remember the feuds between Rampage Brown and Joe Coffey have been epic. And I was waiting to see if these two would go at it again. I was waiting to see what was going to happen between these two. And I'm telling you, this match did not disappoint. This match was just as it was even better than the other matches they, that they've been in. You know, Coffee and him literally tearing each other apart. It was absolutely incredible. I love when these two fight. I love when these two feud because you never know what you're going to get from these two. It's an amazing and absolutely incredible match. Absolutely incredible. Of course, Rampage Brown literally hits Joe Coffee. And literally knocks him out cold, giving Rampage Brown the win in this knockout fight. The win, guys. Absolutely incredible. I'm telling you, you want to get a chance to watch it, you don't want to miss out. It is absolutely fantastic. It is a fantastic match, and it's absolutely incredible. So now let's move on to NXT UK for the second the second. So, our first match is Blair Davenport versus Nina Samuels. Blair has been on fire right now in NXT UK. She's been doing really good, and I've been very impressed with her work and how she does. Uh, she's adapted and adjusted so well and has showcased what she can do in an NXT UK ring, and I've been absolutely impressed with her. On the flip side, Nina Samuels, that girl's electrifying no matter what she does. She's absolutely incredible, and I love her. I absolutely love her. There is nothing that Nina can't do. And this is an incredible match, guys. It is an absolute incredible match, but it actually ends with a no contest. Davenport, for some reason, Sid Scala comes out there, and Davenport hits Scala with a Mishikushi driver, which causing... The match, because Samuels needed medical attention, and Sid's trying to come out there to make sure she's okay. Davenport hits the assistant general manager. No contest. Right there. Going to be interesting to see how Sid handles what Blair Davenport did to him. Going to be interesting to watch. Jenny, of course, she does a promo, and she's not happy about how she lost to Ava Valkyrie, and how she can't wait to get her hands on her again, and 
Really, Jenny? Really, did you not learn from the last two times that Ava beat you? Have you not learned? Apparently not. Apparently, she just completely and absolutely missed out on the fact that she's gotten beat not once, but twice. And I'm pretty sure I don't want to see another fight between those two. Because we all know how it's going to turn out. Jenny's going to get her butt whooped again because Jenny just doesn't know how. She thinks she knows how to handle Valkyrie. And she doesn't. Valkyrie is on fire right now. There is no stopping Valkyrie. No stopping her whatsoever. And for Jenny to think for a chance or a second that she could take her on, I just don't see it. I don't see it happening. I really don't. But apparently, she wants her hands on her again. Apparently, she does. Second match, of course, is Dave Mastis with Jack Stars versus Andy Wilde with Dan Maloney. Guys, this has been incredible, this thing with Mastiff and Stars. I have loved this. I have loved the fact that Mastiff has stepped up and said, okay, I'm going to help Stars improve his in-ring ability. I'm going to help Stars get to the top. And I like this. I absolutely like this with Stars and Mastiff. I think they'd be a great, I mean, they've shown they're a great tag team. They have really showcased what they can do. And he's elevated Stars. He's elevated Stars to places we've never seen Stars go before. And I like that. I absolutely like what he's done for Jack Stars. On the flip side, I also like what Stars has done for Massive. He's motivated him. He's got him to where he's a little bit more rough on the ed on the edges. He's a lot more edgier, more grittier. I like it. I like this tag team. I really do. On the other side, Wild and Maloney, they're already there. They're absolutely incredible together. There is not a match that I've seen these two in that they have not showcased what they can do. They are absolutely incredible. And now you're putting them against Stars and Bastiff. You can only imagine how this match turned out. This match was absolutely, absolutely incredible. It went on back and forth. You were not quite sure who was going to win. You were second-guessing everything. You were like, oh, oh, oh. One point you thought Maloney had it. He didn't have it. The next minute you thought Bastiff had it. He kicks out. They're countering each other's moves. It's just absolutely a crazy match. But, of course, David Mastiff and Jack Stars win that match. I told you, I'm loving what they're doing with Stars. I love that Mastiff has stepped up and tried to make Jack Stars' in-ring performance a lot better. And putting the two of them together was one of the best ideas that NXT UK creative has ever come up with. It really showcases what NXT UK is all about and how they are totally opposite of over here. And how much passion and fire there is in every single one of the members of their roster. And how they use their roster to the, to the best of their ability. If they use everybody on the roster, nobody gets left out. Nobody. And Jack Sarge, absolutely incredible. I can't wait to see what else he does. I can't wait to see what else Dave Mastiff does with him. I would love to see him go on to maybe face Pretty Deadly. I think that would be a great matchup. I think that would be a great, you know, I think they'd be a great tag team champs. I think they could go far with this. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. So then we have Amila McKenzie versus Emil. What can I say about Emil then other, other than she's whiny? She's absolutely whiny and thinks she's entitled to everything. McKenzie has been an absolutely great in-ring performer. I stand by my women's division match, your teams. I stand by them no matter what promotion they're in. And I really love McKenzie. Emil she's a hard pillow, it's a hard pill to swallow. She really is because she whines a lot and complains a lot when she doesn't get her weight. Those are temper tantrum. Who's that remind you of? Charlotte Flair. That's who she reminds me of. Her little smart, you know, I, I'm entitled. I'm entitled because I'm so good. Really? 
You're not entitled to anything. You have to prove to the entire universe and everyone in that locker room that you deserve anything. That you deserve a shot at Mako Satamora. You're not entitled to it. And Mako's not just going to hand it to you. You have to earn it. That's just how Mako is. She's not Kylie Ray. She's not going to give you opportunities whenever you want it. you got to earn it. And of course, guess what? Emil doesn't earn it. Mackenzie beats her. Pinfall win over Emil. Really, Emil? You deserve a shot at Mako Satamora? I don't think you've proven anything, Emil. Beyond a shot over doubt, if anybody does, Mackenzie does, Valkyrie does, heck, even Jenny does, compared to you. And that is the honest truth about it. To me, no. She's not entitled to anything. So then we get the Heritage Cup Championship Contenders Tournament Round 2. Nathan Frazier versus TMM with Rohan Raju. Guys, I was concerned about this. I love Nathan Frazier. This man, if you have not seen Nathan Frazier, you need to go check him out. He is incredible in the UK right now. Absolutely one of the best performers that I've seen in a long time. He has impressed me from day one, and he's not stopped. My problem with Tiamin is, is Tiamin kind of, we all saw what he did to Rohan Raju. We all saw what he did to him, and now Rohan's working with him. I'm confused. I'm absolutely confused as to what's going on. And I'm concerned with Tiamin being in a fight with Nathan Frazier and how lethal and dangerous Tiamin can be. Not saying that Tiamin isn't a good in-ring competitor. He is, but he's dangerous. And it concerns me when it comes to Nathan Frazier because I know how good he is. I know this man deserves better credit and more notoriety than what he's getting. But putting him against Tiamin... Got me nervous. Now remember, guys, Heritage Cup rules apply. Two out of three, two out of up to five rounds. Whoever gets two pinfalls or two submissions wins the wins the, wins that round or wins the whole thing. First round, absolutely a nasty match between these two. Frazier is literally unloading on unloading on TMN. TMN's coming back at him. It's getting ugly and nasty. Of course. Time expires before either one of them can get a pinfall. Now, remember, guys, in Heritage Cup, it's a two-minute clock. You have to get a pinfall or submission within that two minutes, or there's nobody wins that round. Keep that in mind. That's why the time expired, because nobody got a pinfall. They tried. T second round, Tiamin gets even more ruthless, because he realizes in the first round he could have had Frazier, but the time ran out before he got the chance. And he literally gets ruthless. But when he gets ruthless... So does Nathan Frazier. Frazier comes back at him and shows him what he's capable of. Actually shows him what he can do. Of course, Tiamin basically gets a, what's called a sliding forearm and scores the first pinfall in round two. So now it's one to zero against Nathan Frazier. We go into round three. Frazier is angry. Frazier is mad, and he is bound and determined to get past Tiamin and advance to face, possibly get to face Tyler Bate for the Heritage Cup. He really wants this, and I believe he deserves it more than anybody. But this match gets absolutely ugly by round three. It gets absolutely nasty. These two are literally trying to destroy each other. Frazier trying to get a, you know, a pin, a win. Tiamin trying to get a second pinfall or a second submission so he can win. It gives absolutely nasty. Absolutely nasty. But guess what? Neither one of them 
get a pinfall. Frazier has a cover, no pinfall. So we're still one to zero. Round four. Frazier is now really mad. He is furious that he cannot get past Tiaman. He's also trying to keep his eye on Rohan because Rohan's outside the ring. And he's making sure, trying, hoping that Rohan doesn't get involved. you got to keep your eye on the prize. Don't keep your eye on the person outside the ring. But he still tries. He literally is so angry he can't get anything. He's trying his best. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely crazy. Again. Time runs out before Frazier can get a pen. We're still one-to-one. One. Now we're going into the fifth round. Now it's getting serious. These two are literally ready to beat the heck out of each other, and that's exactly what they do. They unload on each other. Literally, back and forth fight between the two of them. Not quite sure who's going to win. Back and forth, counter after counter after counter after counter. Still trying to keep an eye on Rohan and make sure Rohan Raju doesn't get involved. Tim and trying to keep his eye, his mind focused on the prize. Trying to keep fighting. It gets crazy. Absolutely nuts. But then Tim connects with the evil eye. One, two, three. He picks up the second pinfall. And beats Nathan Frazier to advance to the next round. Not very happy about it. Was kind of a little bit disappointed that that happened. But like I said, Frazier is good. If you guys have not seen Nathan Frazier, you need to go check him out. He really deserved to get a little bit more credit. And he really did show Tillman what he was capable of. He really did give Tillman a run for his money. That's why it went to five rounds. Because Frazier was not going to give up. He was not going to quit. No matter what Tillman threw at him, he wasn't going to quit. He was bound and determined to get it. And he just he just couldn't get it. It was just it was just impossible to beat Tillman, especially with Rohan outside and you having to keep your eye on him to make sure that he didn't interfere in the match. It's very difficult to do that when you've got an outside interference that you have to keep an eye on. Again, guys, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Because without you guys, there would be no me. Looking forward to telling you guys next week what happens, or in two weeks, what happens on NXT and NXT UK. Like I told you guys, NXT is rebranding. They're, they're, they're redoing their whole mold. So I'm a little bit concerned. And I told you guys this in the pay-per-view extravaganza, how I feel about this rebranding. Re I hope and pray that everything... Is not completely screwed up, but I'm not looking forward to this rebranding. And I know some of you who are NXT fans are with me on this. It's the end of NXT as we know it. I hope the UK continues to rock and roll like they've been doing. I hope they continue to shine and show what they're capable of. These are two good brands that deserve more credit than what they are getting. They really do. And NXT UK is really dominating right now. They don't need WWE's name on it to stand on their own two feet. They really don't. They, they're just just—they're incredible. The way they work, the way they handle things, their matches, they're absolutely incredible. But I'm looking forward to telling you guys everything that happened, including what happened with the end of NXT as we know it. Looking forward to telling you. Again, like I said, you guys are the reason I do this. Every two weeks I do this for you guys to bring you guys in-ring action, rumors, anything you guys want to hear about wrestling, I try to get it on here and give you up-to-date, minute-by-minute, second-by-second, whatever I can do. Tell your friends about me. 
Get your wrestling fans out there and tell them, hey, listen to In the Ring with Brandy. Because I promise you, they're not going to be disappointed. If they're as huge a wrestling fan as I am, they're going to love the show. They're going to absolutely love it. They're going to find it's incredible. Get the word out. Spread the word about this podcast. And let's make this one of the biggest podcasts in you know Spotify and Google and anywhere else that you get your podcast history. Let's make this thing huge. Anything you guys want to talk about in wrestling wise. Anything. It does not have to be WWE. It can be any promotion you guys want to talk about. Follow me on social media. Give me a shout out on my Facebook, on my Twitter at Wrestling Nights Nights, ending with a Z, and my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. And like I told you guys, in two weeks, we're going to be covering everything that's going on with NXT, including the rebrand. I'm going to cover everything that's going on in NXT UK, so you don't want to miss that. Do not miss out on this, because it's, it's, it's going to be huge. Don't miss out on it. Again, guys, I want to thank you all so much for listening. And like I said, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time with more In the Ring action. Have a wonderful night.